Hello and welcome to an ECFR podcast. My name is Katrina Bertel and here we will be speaking to Thomas Wright, one of the authors of Chapter 2's United States from our Scorecard 2015 publication. The publication where we've given our annual assessment of Europe's performance upon dealing with issues from across the globe. Last year, the relationship between the EU and the United States was dominated by the crisis in Ukraine and how to respond to Russia's actions. Thomas Wright, fellow at Brookings Institution, believes that initially the US was seen as more forward-leaning and tougher upon wanting sanctions against Russia. But over the course of the year, he saw convergence between the US and the EU. Um, this, I think, was uh, bigger than just the individual issue because it really showed that there was a new division of labour in the transatlantic uh, alliance. The EU became a very important actor, whereas previously it was largely uh, NATO because it was security issues. But on this occasion, the security issue was mainly economic in terms of the response. And also Germany, uh, above all, took on a very strong leadership role um, during the year. And more generally, I think that was the, by far and away the largest um, issue, and I think the defining issue. On other issues uh, on the Middle East, there was uh, a more mixed um, result, uh, the, obviously the rise of ISIL and the fall of Mosul and, and the response to that. Um, on other issues, I think it was a year where the previous, in 2013 we saw some breakthroughs on Iran and with the interim deal and on TTIP with the sort of announcement a, a bit previously of the negotiations. 2014 was a year where um, those sort of moved along, but not that much happened. Otherwise, the Snowden revelations and other other sort of hangover issues from 2013, I think, abated somewhat. Um, so overall, I think it was a pretty um, positive year. Um, it, it was a crisis year, and so it became much more challenging, but it, the response was fairly unified. On the scorecard, out of the 11 different components, the lowest mark in EU-US relations went to the collective performance in Asia, which in Wright's opinion was mostly because of the focus on Russia. High marks, on the other hand, went to EU relations with the US on Iran and weapons proliferation. This was an area where some people predicted a little bit of a rift between the US and maybe the US wouldn't be as keen as a deal on a deal as Europe or maybe, um, you know, maybe they would have a harder line or on the opposite, maybe that the Obama administration might be so desperate for a deal that they would accept something that France wouldn't. But the striking thing during the course of the year was how united the United States and the EU remained throughout the negotiations. And so I think there was very little daylight um, between them. Um, there is uh, some uh, concern about you know additional new sanctions from Congress and what that might do to the negotiations. So there there is some tension maybe between you know the EU uh, as a whole and the United States political system as a whole when you bring in the legislative um, branch. And so that will sort of play out over the next six months. And certainly if by June there isn't a deal, uh, there will be a question about what next. And so there might be a little bit of a rift there. But for our purposes in 2014, there was really uh, admirable unity between the negotiating teams um, uh, in, in Geneva with, with Iran. Sorry, Vienna, I should say, on Iran. This year could be a year of progress in some areas. The Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, in Wright's view, is one of those. I think that's one we'll be watching very closely. Uh, will there be progress in the negotiations? Uh, will President Obama get Trade Promotion Authority and the State of the Union? Uh, two nights ago, he said that he was going to ask for that. 
um, there's a question about whether or not that will include TPP, or sorry, TTIP as well as TPP. So it's going to be for TPP. Normally it's for a couple of years, so it will cover TTIP as well. Um, but I think that still has to be uh, worked out. So does that happen? That's a very important th thing, I think, from the EU's point of view. Um, but also, can the EU and the United States really talk to their domestic audiences in a way that makes it clear that this is a beneficial uh, agreement? And so that, I think, is one area where both uh, need to really up their game in, um, in 2015. A topic that could cause some disagreements might be the approach on how to balance international surveillance, the prevention of terrorism and the privacy of the people. It's been a long-standing US position that, um, you know, that the, uh, the, the Snowden revelations have been discussed a little bit in Europe without reference to the benefits that some of those, uh, some of those programs brought about and given sort of the renewed insecurity, I think there will be a greater sort of focus on on that part of it. And so, whether or not that you know that leads to a, a, a less sort of concern in Europe, I think is is an open question. Obviously, there are questions and and, and legitimate concerns still um, still out there. But I think it, it will that will be what to watch is what form does the debate on security take. In the in the uh, in 2015, um, given this uh, given this foreign fighter threat, you can find a download of our publication Scorecard 2015, as well as background information to our annual Scorecard research and the full data on our website at ecfr.eu/scorecard.